morning. Peace be with you. On this day, we remember those selfless servants who gave their all so that we could be here today in freedom, free to worship, free to congregate together. Let us never forget them and let us lift up them and their loved ones and the legacy in our prayers today. I will have you look at the bulletin at your leisure. Uh, and Tim, let's get, no, actually, <laughs> creature of habit. We have Nick uh, with us this morning. And Nick, thank you very much for coming again uh, and, and leading worship with us. Uh, so our opening hymn is Jesus Christ is Risen Today. And you'll find that in the green hymnal on page 151. So I'll give you a chance to find that because it's been a, there may be dust on those. And uh, I'll look to the happy faces when they're ready to go, and then that'll be your cue. So, are we good? Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, 
will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. For the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you promised from the Father, for you live and reign with him and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 
Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is taken from the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. And this can be found on page 1691 in your pew Bible. And as I read this, uh, keep in mind that there are two Judases mentioned, and I get biblical names confused all the time. The first Judas is Judas um, in the upper room, son of James, not to be confused with Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. Acts chapter 1, beginning with the 12th verse. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called that field in their language Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it's written in the book of Psalms, quote, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed. Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left us to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. The second reading this morning is Psalm 133, which is printed in your bulletin. This is a psalm of David praising brotherly unity. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. The third reading this morning is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 22, verses 1 through 20, and this can be found on page 1938 in the Pew Bible. Again, the book of Revelation is a description of the future of all things revealed to the Apostle John by the Lord's angel. And we are reminded to pay close attention to this. Revelation chapter 22, beginning with the first verse. 
Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign over forever and ever. The angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Worship God. Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to be right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside of the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel reading this morning indeed does come from St. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26 and can be found on page 1680 in your pew Bible. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them 
may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as you as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Today's gospel brings us to the end of the words of Jesus in the upper room and the night that he was betrayed. He, he has been teaching many things to the disciples in order to prepare them for the events of the next few days. That is, his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. And he has also been teaching them about their lives after his ascension, how the Holy Spirit will inspire them and teach them all things. And finally, our Lord finishes his teaching with prayer. Now, the gospel accounts tell us that Jesus prayed frequently, but they do not often record the actual words of his prayers. And even so, we do have the words of Jesus' prayers on this night. Not only his prayer in the upper room, but also his prayer in Gethsemane. His prayer in the upper room had three parts. First of all, he prayed for himself when he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. That's John 17, 1. And then he prayed that he would remain faithful to the task which the Father in heaven had given to him. That is, the, the task of suffering and dying for the sins of the world. And when he finished praying for himself, he prayed for the apostles. He, he said in John 17, 9 through 11, I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. That's John 17, 9 through 11. Jesus prayed for their faith, that they would remain faithful to God the Father. Then there are the words that we heard in today's gospel. Here, Jesus prayed for you. Did you know that? He said, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me 
through their word. You are the ones who have heard the words of the apostles and believe. That prayer is for you. And Jesus still prays for you. Now Jesus prayed for the unity of all believers. Three times Jesus asked the Father, he asked them that he would make us one. That they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, and that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me, and the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, and that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, and they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Three times he says that. Three times. Have you ever had somebody tell you something three times that wasn't important? Jesus desires our unity. But that unity cannot just be any unity. Many in the current culture want to unite humanity at any cost. But their idea of unity is very different from the unity for which Jesus prayed. They said, or they might say this. You've heard it. Maybe you even said it. I know I have. Let's agree to disagree. Have you ever heard that? Or they might say, well, you have your truth and I have mine. Have you seen those bumper stickers that say coexist? All the different symbols. Coexist. Have you heard church leaders, pastors that ought to know better, pushing for interfaith dialogue. Such phrases, and others like them, are not statements of unity. Coexist? They can't all be right. They all cannot be true. The true meaning of such statements is this, that there are real disagreements. But everyone is going to ignore, everybody wants to ignore these disagreements and act as though there are no disagreements. And in reality, this is hypocrisy, not unity. We used to call this kind of phenomena sweeping it under the rug or sticking your head in the sand. So we now have people who say silly things like this. Well, Muslims and Christians both worship the same God, just under a different name. And we should be able to find a way for them to get along. Now, such people demonstrate a profound ignorance of the teachings of Islam and Christianity. Allah, the Muslim God, he asks you to sacrifice your sons and your daughters for him. Now, on the other hand, God the Father has already sacrificed his son for you and all who would believe. He sacrificed his son for you and for your sons and for your daughters. And the difference is profound. True unity can only be found in a triune God. That is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, period. 
we human beings cannot produce the unity for which Jesus prays. Can't do it. Instead, Jesus prays for the unity among Christians that he himself has with God the Father. Jesus prays for the unity among Christians that is in God, from God. And such unity can only happen because people are already united in Christ. And as you are united into Christ, you are united into the body of Christ. The one holy Christian and apostolic church. True unity can only be found in Christ, the Son of God, who became man and gave himself up for us on the cross. This is the unity for which Jesus prayed in that upper room. This unity is not a dead, stagnant unity, but it is an active, living thing. As Jesus prayed, he prayed that this unity would have a specific effect. He prayed this. He prayed this, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. And once again, Jesus prayed for this three times. This indicates that it is really important. The Greek word for sent is apostolo. Apostolo. And it's the root word in apostle. When Jesus prayed that the world may know that you sent me, he prayed that the world would hear that he is the apostle sent from God, the Father. As the apostle from God the Father, Jesus came to earth on a very specific mission. God the Father sent him to take up our human flesh into himself. Why? Well, to work the redemption that we could not work for ourselves. That work included his perfect life. That work included his sacrificial death, his resurrection, and his ascension. And by accomplishing this mission, Jesus earned forgiveness for the sins of the world, forgiveness that offers eternal life with him. The unity of the church also proclaims the love that God has for the world. And the greatest expression of love is the body of the Son of God hanging on a cross for you and for me. And his love endured the punishment of hell for you as he hung there and Jesus prayed that every believer would know that God loves them even as God the Father loves God the Son. The love that God has for you is the same as the love that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have for one another. It's the same perfect, all-encompassing love, agape. And Jesus described this love as the love that he received from the Father before the foundation of the world. For these words we learn that the Son of God is eternal with the Father. And even in eternity, the love between the Father and the Son is perfect. Agape. And that is the love with which the Father loves you. And loves me. So what is the net result of this unity, this sending of this love? Jesus says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus prayed that all of this will have one effect. That is, 
that those who are unified in him would have eternal life with him in his glory. Jesus' prayer for you is that you will live with him forever in his glory. And Jesus prayed at a real time, in a real room, and he prayed for you. He prayed that you would be united with him just as he is united with God the Father. Did he pray that he wanted you united with him and the Father? Have, you, have I said that enough times? It's important to him. And you can't do it without his help, neither can I. He prayed that you would know that he is the apostle sent from God the Father to redeem you from sin with his holy life and his innocent suffering and his death. He prayed that you would know that God the Father loves you. You are his adopted child, just as he loves Jesus. He is, excuse me, just as he loves Jesus, his only begotten son. Imagine that. He prayed that you would spend eternity sharing in his glory, the glory that he shared with the Father from eternity. Now the Holy Spirit inspired John to record the actual words of Jesus' prayer for your comfort and for your confidence. And you can take comfort in the love that God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have for you. Take comfort in that. Take joy in that. As you are covered by His grace. You've heard that. You can have confidence in the salvation that is yours, the eternal salvation that is yours in the glory of Christ. And you can know that God the Father, in his love, sent his Son as a sacrifice to make you truly one with him. In his epistle, the Holy Spirit inspired John to write this in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. He writes us a love letter. He says, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. These words teach us that Jesus is our advocate with the Father. That is, that he still prays for us. And even as we heard the prayer that he prayed in that upper room, he still prays for you today and every day until you join him in his eternal glory. It is in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Please stand if you're able. Let us now confess our faith together in unity to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for all people in accordance to their needs. O righteous Father, your Son obeyed your holy will for the sake of our salvation. Through your Spirit, give your church on earth unity of faith, that the world may know that you sent your Son to rescue us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Lord, in your mercy, Heavenly Father, you have instituted holy baptism as a saving flood, a washing of rebirth and renewal. Grant that many would be washed in the river that flows from the heavenly city and be brought through her gates into the communion of your church. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, Lord of the church, you have sustained your people through the ages by the apostles' witness to the death and resurrection of your Son. Raise up from among us faithful pastors in every age. Keep our missionaries and pastors and overseers faithful to you in all things. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, you have placed us in communities and families where we are nurtured and grow in the knowledge of your word and love of you. May we be faithful teachers of that word to our children and those not yet of the kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, gracious Lord, we thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon this nation. Grant us a long memory to recall those who gave the full measure of devotion to our country's peace and security. Bring to mind the sacrifices of those who served faithfully until death in the protection of our freedom and in the defense of our land. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Lord, 
You have seated Christ at your right hand for our deliverance. Remember all who are afflicted with illness and injury and the results of senseless violence, the babies that are with you now, taken too soon. Comfort their parents. Comfort those communities. Father, there are others that we lift up silently and out loud right now. Father, that we ask that you give them health and strength according to your will. Sustain them in faith, knowing that for Jesus' sake, you will raise them in glory on the last day. Lord, in your mercy, Lord of hosts, you have instituted and given your sacrament for the faithful to receive the very body and blood of your Son for their forgiveness, life, and salvation. Grant us all pure hearts to receive this gift worthily. Lord, in your mercy, most merciful God, we praise you and remember the faithful who went before us and now rest from their labors. Grant that we may follow in faith where they have led the way and at length be brought with them into your everlasting light and life to see you face to face. Lord, in your mercy, and all these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who after his resurrection appeared openly to his disciples and in their sight was taken up into heaven that he might make us partakers of his divine nature. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest.
on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that unifies us in him, that Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. His true body, his true blood, broken, given, shed for us. I've heard you confess him as Lord and Savior, and thus you are worthily taking this sacrament by your confession, your profession. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
He did it all. And all to him we owe. He did what we couldn't do for ourselves. And he thought of you and he thought of me the entire time. And to this right now and into the future, he thinks of you. He took the nails and he thought of you. He rose again and he thought of you. He ascended into heaven and thought of you. He sits at the right hand of God the Father and he prays for you and for me. And now the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is Onward Christian Soldiers on page 509. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of 